0: Welcome to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. I'm Blake Fisher. I'm joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. And uh, sorry, we took a little break. We have children and uh, they take up lots of time in May. That's really just what it boils down to. And so we're back and we are a little late, but we've been around for three years now. And so as you may know, if you've listened to this podcast before... We do a Jimmy World record every year. So it was our first episode, and then we did one the following year, and the following year, and now we are to our fourth Jimmy World album—not their fourth album, technically, but um, the fourth in the big ones. Post, we count Clarity as the first ones. No disrespect to Static Prevails; it's just that Clarity was when we yeah. all got in, and so we are on the October sixteenth, two thousand seven release, "Chase This Light." That's what we were talking about today. And uh, let's talk about it. So, obviously, this is the follow-up to Futures and um, 2007, as I mentioned, still on Interscope at this point. Uh, this is basically the first album that these guys recorded at their, what they call Unit 2, their sort of practice-based studio, big open room thing. I think their main concern... I, can't, I could not find the clip of this. I know for a fact I saw an interview with Zach and Jim at some point where... They were talking about their only real like concern with doing it there was, are they going to be able to get like the big rock drum sounds? Like, is that going to be something they can do in that space? That's not a million dollar studio or, you know, like Sound City where they did the Clarity drums. And um, so they managed to do it. I think that was kind of their concern. Once they figured out that they could get the drum tracks, spoiler alert, if you don't know how the recording process goes for this kind of stuff. Guitars you can do anywhere. You can put a mic in front of an amp, and you can capture that in a bedroom or a giant studio or whatever. So it's really kind of the drums are the tricky part. So they figured out how to do that. And um, Butch Vig was an executive producer, so Butch Vig of the '90s fame, and uh, he'd, he's done a few a few albums, right? Um, yeah, he's pretty big deal. And he was an it. executive producer, so he wasn't in the studio much uh, in the sessions, but they kind of like sent stuff back and forth, and he'd give notes on it and stuff. Um, uh, Chris Testa, I guess that's how we pronounce it, engineered it with Jim Atkins, the singer and songwriter and lead singer of Jimmy World. Uh, And I think he's gotten just better and better as he's gone, as he has a sweet spot to do it in. Uh, So yeah, they basically made this record for the most part at uh, the unit two, And John Fields is another producer who helped produce several of the tracks as well. Um, He's done a ton of stuff too. If you look at his... Wikipedia and or um whatever the what why did I just draw a blank on the uh, allmusic.com that's like the IMDB for music but he's got a lot of credits so pretty cool uh producing group uh to they they've moved on from trombino after the first two and then we did the last one with uh British dude what's his name um Gil Norton and uh Butch Vig so Jimmy World swinging pretty big with the producers I would say yeah no doubt. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, that's really essentially what I know about the record. The singles uh, on this one, uh, I think they released Big Casino as a, casino, uh, as a single and um, Always Be. And Here It Goes, I think, was also one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. No, One here. It was lucky? just Always Be. I think it was just Big Casino and Always Be, maybe. No, no,
1: there's a third one, Lucky. There is. Yeah.
0: Uh, feeling Lucky? Feeling Lucky. Okay. Feeling Lucky, yeah, yeah, it's number three. Okay, I didn't realize that was a single. So yeah, that's what I know about the album. Uh, You guys have any other tidbits that you found in the gigantic break between episodes? (laughs) In the weeks and weeks and weeks. In the weeks.
1: Yes.
2: Zero Uh, tidbits for me. Uh, I've got some. Oh,
1: Oh, go ahead. I'll just say (laughs) this is probably the record
2: I know the least about of theirs. But I mean, I love the record. I love the music. I just, this is, what was this, 2007? Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah. I think i okay, have well, discussed this before. This is around the time I stopped I stopped memorizing every fact about <laughs> Yeah. Every record I love.
0: Uh well let's go to first impressions then. So Kyle, do you wanna go first and tell us about your first impressions back in two thousand seven? I assume we all listened to it right when it came out.
2: Yeah. Um so Big Casino was the first uh single, right? Yeah. So I thought it was cool. Um and sounded sounded like a a good Jimmy Eat World song. Uh, it it wasn't like it didn't sound different, and and I I don't mean that in a bad way. I also don't mean it in like a super awesome way. But then I got the record and I remember loving it, like from from the moment that I first listened to it. And also, I I think you guys would agree is it's fair to say that this has a little bit of a lighter tone than futures Features of and, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um so. and i really enjoyed that aspect of this record still do there's a lot of a lot of um i don't know i actually i think in general this record has a has a good vibe to it and even bleed american uh <laughs> has some really super sad moments um oh yeah and so like Here this one me. yeah this one might be their most like I don't know. Not. I don't want to say poppy, but you know, like happy. It feels happy-go-lucky. Yeah,
0: in a yeah, in a way, like it feels skippy. bouncy and skippy. yeah. yeah. I don't know,
2: the, <laughs>
0: I yeah, don't know that. Yeah, anyone wants their music to be described as skippy, but we mean it in a good way. Oh yeah, totally. Not, yeah. No, I think I think you're right, Kyle. I think it was definitely like a futures was definitely. I don't want to call it dark. That's not really even the right word for Heavy. it. But it was a little bit more tonally dark. Cause it had, um, you know, even like nothing wrong and yep. whatever track to, and even the intro to futures and stuff like, you know, and it pain. had more yeah pain. pain and stuff. It had some, like some heavier sort of stuff, not just like lyrically too, but his lyrics are always, I mean, like sweetness is not a happy song. It just feels like it is one. So, but this time it kind of felt like we, we definitely got that side of stuff a little bit more of the praise chorus. There's not sweetness. quite a drugs
2: or me on this record. <laughs> no, there's not, there's not a,
0: yeah, exactly. So I think it's, um, and even the song about blues gotta be somebody's blues, you know, it's, it's not, um, it doesn't feel heavy or sad. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I think you, I think you nailed it. I think it's pretty good, pretty good description. Chris, what about you? First impressions?
1: Dude, I remember being so excited about this record. Um, and, at the time, I was uh, laying tile, and Ooh. me and the other guys that laid tile, we were driving around in my Mercedes convertible, and you know we would just jam this like nonstop, just over and over and over and over again for weeks. Um, it it laying tile really was liked lucrative. It.
0: He was huh? driving around. Laying tile was lucrative for Chris. Oh yes, this that Mercedes. sounded. Different than it than the actual story. Yes, the story is like an eighty-five
1: Mercedes, eighty-two old Mercedes that (laughs) I borrowed from my dad when the band's van was
0: broken down. That makes it sound a little more realistic. It does sound, but I like it.
1: Yeah, Uh, (laughs) but yeah, we yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I loved it. I had the deluxe edition with the secret track, which is one of my favorite tracks. I don't know if we'll talk about that. Maybe
3: we'll we'll touch on it.
1: Yeah, Um, and you know, it wasn't. It wasn't futures, but it was a great follow up. I mean, I, I I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was happy. Sonically, it sounded great. You know, the production was great. There were some really catchy songs on it. It was it was a fun one, man. I, I I was really happy that they brought the noise, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it over and over again. They really did. They future. I mean, you know, it kept happening. I got. Bleed American and clarity at the same time. So I loved those records and then futures, you know, lived up to the expectation of following those records to me. And so it felt kind of impossible for another record to do that. Cause like to have those three records in a row is, is really, uh, it's really hard. No one does that. I, it's just yeah. very rare that someone puts out three albums in a row that are that good. And so it's like my hopes were high but I was trying not to let them be too high because I, you know, I just thought well surely they're going to make a dud at some point or at least something that's not even something that was just pretty good would not live up to those three but I think this I think this is a really underrated album of theirs. I think it's totally. really good and um and I remember I mean I remember listening to it the first time at my girlfriend at the time now wife but at her house, you know, on like little computer speakers or something. Um, and just be like, no, I just got, I need to sit here and soak this thing in. Uh, that's that's what I do. You know, it's like, you want to. we actually just thing. sat
1: down and listened to albums back then. Yeah, and that was the yeah. only thing on our agenda.
0: Yeah. Um, so I really liked it. I really, I think it, um, again, they always do great opening tracks that I feel like do a good job at setting up kind of what the record's going to be about. I feel like they do a, a, a really good job of laying, out, hey! This is kind of a good example of what the rest of this album is going to bring. Even though Jimmy always rocks harder than the, maybe the rest of the re- of the record, and I think that's fair in this case too. Um, but yeah, I really like it. I was um, just always excited to get a new Jimmy World record, especially since four records like this in eight years is pretty good clip. I'd say that's the other thing about oh, the fact yeah. that they were putting out really good records just that they were doing it every two years. And a lot of my other favorite bands, you know, might wait four or five years between records and stuff. I mean, like to put it in perspective, another band that I think pretty much knocks it out of the park on almost every album they've made is third eye blind, but it took them 25 oh, years or something to make five records. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, they're just like five years between each one. And, um, so I'm, you know, they just keep doing it and really they've kept doing it since then. I, I do feel like these four were exceptionally good records though, um, to put out in a row. And so, yeah, first impressions. I liked it. I haven't not liked anything. I'm, I'm probably a homer for, uh, <laughs> for Jimmy world. I'm definitely, uh, all, but I mean, I, I've, as time goes by though, sometimes albums don't hold up as well. And, this one has not fallen prey to that at all, I don't think. I think Whoa, really no. spoilers, Blake. Yeah. I know, sorry. We'll Save we'll it there. for the pod, oh, man. Okay, my Jeez. Gosh, sorry. We'll get to that point, I guess. Okay, well, let's talk about So many the...
1: middle-aged men are turning off their, <laughs> just... iP- their
0: iPhones now, like, oh, well. <laughs> well, never mind. Now that I know he likes can't it. Can't listen to it's... the end. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't even Why need this. even <laughs> listen to the rest of this? Um. All right, well, let's get past First Impressions and let's get right back into Track by Track, if y'all want to. All right, this is track one, the aforementioned Big Casino.
3: Got an old guitar I've had for years I'd let you by And I'll tell you something else That you ain't daddy enough to know There's still some living left
0: Chris, as always, is air drumming. So let's go to you first. Thoughts on Big Casino? They know how to
1: open a record, don't they? Mm,
0: they like sure they do it
1: every time. Every consistent, time. consistent. Yep. Great opening track. Love the little drum shuffle. I, I feel like Rick is like coming in hot with the bass lines on this record, like hotter yes. than he ever has. And it, you yeah. know. It, It's it's good. Um, I remember us saying
0: that to each other in 2007 too. I remember being like, "There's some sweet bass stuff on here." Yeah, Um, and the
1: tones, the the bass tone is sick. Like, I I mean, you know, the guy who made Nevermind made this record, so I'm not surprised he got some. You know, he he kissed the tone angel and got some sweet sounds out of these guys. Um, And then I just have to say the clarity feel coming out of the bridge.
0: Just kiss. I, but I like that—that's Zach's signature fill. I yeah. love it. Like
1: it's—it's it's sixteen notes on a snare drum, and it's like, oh, that's Zach playing a song on Jimmy World. Like you just yeah. know it when you hear it.
0: Sometimes with guitar doing the same thing yeah. on a muted string thing. I love it. I think it's great. I like it's the, the, their signature thing. Um, do you ever? You, you think they're like when they're like working out the song? They are like, should we do it? Should we do it? Should we treat do it? it again? Yeah. Uh, We've so do it once you're a gonna record.
2: do that thing, right? Right.
0: Well, that's a good question. Because do you think they do the same thing with the get up, get up? I mean, because oh, they I they know, have so many great crowd vocal yeah. part and yeah. songs. I mean, like if you have not been to a Jimmy World show, which I think I've been to eleven now, <laughs> um, the sweetness live. There is not. I don't know if there's a better crowd participation live song. Uh, that I've ever seen. I just, I really, I don't know. It's so much fun, and they do it, they do it really well. And that's another part in this song that you, the whole crowd's going to sing that part as loud as they can. And I just wonder if, does Jim know that when he writes that down? He's like, yeah, he's yeah. picturing being on stage. They're going to sing that back to me, and then I'm going, it's perfect. You don't even have to have, Tom doesn't even have to sing that part if he doesn't want to. I mean, they do. Yeah. I like that Tom's Yeah, got, it's, it's, pipes for too. me, Crowd songs,
1: it, it's sweetness, and then just like just behind it, we will rock you by Queen. But they're about the same, <laughs> right there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But you can't see real Queen play that song live. No. I don't know if I count Dude from American Idol.
1: I actually, yeah. You know, Here's great. aside. I heard I I heard that Queen live with Freddie Mercury. I heard it wasn't that great.
0: <gasps> what? Well, I've they never, just do so I mean, much the in the studio yeah.
1: that yeah, like I, I, apparently they in the 70s and 80s, you know, they they yeah. couldn't really. Make you that magic happen quite as well. Pro yeah.
0: Tools, all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, but, did he, did, but to be able to hear him sing... Oh, yeah. Oh, it would have magic. been a dream. Uh, yeah. yeah, so,
2: uh, Kyle, what about you? First first thoughts on the first track? Um, I mean, all the things that Chris said, I think I think we all kind of were gushing there a little bit about how awesome it was. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but the gigantic guitars in that chorus. They're huge. They're so big. Uh, and, and they, that's kind of a first track Jimmy world thing too. You know, like we're going to turn it up to 11. Um, I think there are so, there are so many freaking good lines you cut in right before one, uh, back when I was younger, I was someone you'd have liked. I think that's a hilarious line. Uh, cause I'm there <laughs> yep. and, um, I'll tell you something else. You ain't dead enough to know. I love that <laughs> line. And then I love the chorus. All the salt in the world could not yep. melt that ice. That is yep. just freaking awesome songwriting. The echoes are awesome. Uh, the drums are awesome. Awesome song. Love it. I think Jim
0: got better as a lyricist, the older he got. Oh, definitely. Like, because most of Clarity and even Bleed American is vague to the point of, I don't really know what this is about. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I mean, some of it you do, some of it you don't, but, you know, I feel like in this album, it's all pretty clear, but he says it in such a great way. And this is, I don't know. I just really, I love the... Right after your line that you mentioned, like got an old guitar I've had for years, I'd let yeah. you buy. Yeah. I just I love the lyrics on this song. I think it's great, and it's obviously not like autobiographical because they're not from Jersey or what. Doesn't he mention Jersey in there or whatever? Yeah, yeah. He's um, not a New Jersey success. New Jersey, story. Jersey yeah, so I'm not, a story. yeah, not. He's an Arizona success story. But that doesn't flow off the tongue quite as well as New Jersey. Um, there is one thing about this song that's interesting that I've never. Um, I I picked up right away because pre 2007 I watched a lot of cable news. I, you know, back when it wasn't total garbage like it is now. And that hook line is note for note the same as Fox News's. Oh really? <laughs> was, yeah, cuz I've got clips here that we're going to play. I had to make clips. Okay, so here's the Big Casino lick. Hey. Okay, that's Big Casino. This is Fox News at the time. It's a different rhythm, but it's the same notes in the same <laughs> order. And it's like, <laughs> anyway, I just always heard it. That's interesting. And I was like, that's a weird thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. That was my dumb thing I heard. I don't think anyone's going to get sued for this or anything, but uh, you can't copyright that. But wow. that's the thing I remember about the song. I, but it's a great opening track. I absolutely love it. And Jim gets better at lyrics. Like I said, I think, Every album, Mm. if that's fair. All right, let's go to track two. Track two is Let It Happen.
2: Kyle, what are your thoughts on track two? Great second track. I mean, it it freaking rocks. I I love the I love the uh, laughing uh, <laughs> the singing laughs. The singing laughs. Uh, pull I, that off. I, yeah, I, I'm yep. actually really impressed. You 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 got a 30 second clip without it, Blake.
0: <laughs> well, I just I I like the outro of it.
2: Oh, definitely. I, yeah. I just
0: like I I. It's it's hard to it was hard to find clips on this record.
2: I also like it when people write lyrics like talk, talking a lot, but it's still talk because I can remember those lyrics and sing <laughs> along yep. after not many listens. Uh, uh, but yeah, dude, yeah. It, it it freaking rocks. It's, it's um, you know, I said it's not Futures Part 2, but like, I don't think that this is so crazy. This song is so crazy far from something on Futures, but um, yeah, I really like it.
0: That... um pre that last chorus, those guitar parts are pretty futury. that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that whole bridge of guitars and stuff. I wanted to do that. And I was like, well, I can't just do all guitars. I've got some vocals in this clip, but that into the, I can hear you now with everything dropping out. I love that part. It's really cool. And um, yeah, they, they always manage to take it. Uh, They, well, I mean, maybe not always, but they always like somehow they open with these huge tracks like Bleed American and Big Casino and Futures. And then they somehow ramp it up. It's not in a like rockier sense necessarily, but like in an energy kind of thing. And this does it well and Praise Chorus did it well. And I mean they they're just really good at track order too. We've have we ever complained about the track order <laughs> on oh, a Jimmy nice. World record? I don't I'm think we about have, drugs like... or me, but yeah, not the or no Night Drive. Night Drive How the dare song, dare you, but not Chris. the order. It was in the right spot. It's in the perfect spot for that song. Uh Chris, the what are your thoughts on in the trash? <laughs> He's still I it's grown on me more as we talked about. It. Okay, what are your thoughts on Let It Happen though?
1: Uh yeah, same things you guys say. I love the fancy guitar lick, the floor on the floor on the verse, the classic Jimmy World clean guitar. Um and man, when when, when Jim harmonizes with the ladies, it's magic. Just love it when they get the with the get the female vocalists on some of those choruses. Yeah. Um, I also had the note about the ha-has like how did they pull that off like let's laugh in the song and but we'll do it like melodically and I'm sure everybody's like what and then he did it and I was like oh actually it seems like
0: something (laughs) this feels exactly like the kind of thing that happened all the time where someone pitches something and you're like it's a terrible idea but we'll try it because that was kind of the rule at least with us Chris it was like we'll try anything and then we'll all listen to it and go yay or nay. And this sounds like something that Jim would have pitched. If I was in this band, I'd have been like, that's a dumb idea. And then he would have done it (laughs) because he does things well. And I would have been like, I'm wrong. You're right. That's cool, Jim. Damn it. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great second track. And um, yeah, I just, I like it. I, I think that he does a really good job of like going back to lyrics and stuff like that is I love the gotta love how it's somehow all on me. That's just a generic enough line in the sense that like, it can really be about anything that I think everyone relates to that kind of thing. You know, that it's either all on you responsibility wise or the blame is all on you or whatever you want to come up with. But I, I feel like that's what I like the most about Jim's lyrics is that he, is relatable without most of the time like spelling it out so plainly what exactly he's talking about, which I like because then I think that makes the song maybe mean something different to you than it does to me, uh, which I think is fun with music. It's a little bit, um, you know, you don't have to have gone through the exact same thing he went through or whatever when he wrote this. I mean, it might not even about something he did go through but I like it that's a good lyric and uh, yeah singing laughing is uh, something I didn't <laughs> think we could sing off uh, we could do but uh, we're doing it uh, <laughs> uh, okay always be track three
3: would be something that-
0: Chris Montier, thoughts on "Always Be." I tried to play this drum beat all day, oh, all day. Good.
1: But I, do you think he's really playing the hats? I could not do it.
0: I think it's. I think it's too tracks.
1: Okay, right. okay, okay, okay. Because I couldn't do it. Because he did the and same I thing. I am a
2: superior <laughs> drumsmith. And if you can't do it, nobody can. No one can.
1: I was like Zach. I don't know how you're getting your hand over there so fast. And and I, I was like, yes, it, this has to be. Yeah, so I'm glad you said that Because I I was feeling really discouraged Well, okay, what was What
0: what was the album Uh, Hold on, I'm trying to think of what single it was They had another single on A later record That was definitely like that Because Live, they either had the other guy doing One thing And the other, I can't remember what it was It's like right when he came out with the white version of his guitar I can remember that But not which song it was I saw him on like on, um, you know, one of the late night shows and yeah. So, I mean, I think that's something he's done a few times. Is like double track the drums and do one part and then another part. I mean, they kind of started that with bleed American with, um, the marching kind of yeah. band style drums on, uh, your house, you know? So
1: I think it's a cool thing. Zach, if you're listening, please tweet us. Instagram. Just call, us. Let us know.
0: Just yeah, call we, me. Let's just ask him. He's on Twitter.
1: 7777 <laughs> um the tv thing on a podcast yeah why don't people i don't want our fans calling me they're freaking savages
2: yeah Yeah. Uh, i'm not nine nine, one two three
0: four time and temp uh
1: oh yeah 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 i still call like when i'm testing a phone i still call that even from texas and everybody's like what is that what is boatman's bank (laughs) i'm just kidding it's not boatman's fake anymore but it was
0: (laughs) oh my gosh only people in oklahoma city are gonna know what the heck we're talking about but yeah
1: it's an uplifting song just soaring chorus with the synth and the tambourine um pulls it all together the background vocals are absolutely lovely so good on the background
0: vocals all
1: through the song you know it's just like little touches little candy as, as kyle always says um and i think to me this song is like a like a really cool hybrid of like kind of the way that Jimmy world was evolving, but also some callbacks to their older sound. It's like a nice mix, which is probably why it's the second single. It was, it was a great single for like, for fans of Jimmy world. Like this is kind of what you dig, but it's got a new thing. Um, and I just love the line. She's a light. She'll always be a little far for me to reach.
0: Oh, good line. Yeah. I love this song. It's one of my favorite Jimmy world songs. It's Yeah it's just got like, like it's really poppy. I mean, for in a great way. Um, but it's got that kind of emotion to it too. It's mm. really good. Um, and the, ba- yeah, just everything about it. The background vocals, the choruses are great. The drums are awesome. Love all the guitar stuff. The little palm beauty. Th- I mean, there's like nothing bad in this song and lyrically. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love the one of us, uh, has to drive. One of us gets to think, mm-hmm. um, I just love it. It's it's really good and it makes me feel something that I can't put my finger on what the feeling is. I but hungry? this is a song. Yeah, it's yeah. hungry. That's what it is. Hungry. Um yeah,
2: hungry. Yeah. It's
0: because I've got a cheddar biscuit ad in front of me on the lyrics. <laughs> um <Good dish. laughs> it does not it looks like a heart attack on a bun. Um yeah, it's just it, it gives me a feeling of kind of optimism or something and I feel like that's something that I like in music. Kyle, what are your thoughts on,
2: I love this track, all the things that you guys said, but, um, also, so this song for me to, for, for Jimmy world, I, I'm kind of happy that the last record we did was, uh, Southern air because this song reminds me of here. I am alive for yellow card in that. Like, it's just different enough from everything else that they've done that like, it doesn't not sound like Jimmy Eat World, but it's the mix is different than the first two songs. It's it's more way more poppy. I love those background vocals. You guys already mentioned some great lines. One of my favorite Jimmy Eat World lines is in this song. You can't keep safe what wants to break. That is a freaking yeah. awesome line. Uh yeah, the the background vocals. Word. I was going to ask you guys, I'm not good at picking out sounds. There's a percussion at the end of the chorus that's, that sounds kind of like claps, but it's more like, I, I know that it's more, it's verb oh, on yeah. something, I think, you know? I it's think it's things. like a digital,
0: it's an 808 or something, probably. Oh. Okay. Well, Not I think it's probably track. a combination of things, but I mean, it sounds like the um, the clap sound on like a Casio keyboard, Yes, <laughs> kind yes. Of almost, but like well, better than
2: that. Well, and the whole vibe of the song, I mean... It may not even be claps. I'm just hearing them because that's that's how the song makes you feel. You know, it's got yeah. that that vibe. But it's got I, snaps. Yes. Yeah. Which I love. It does. Uh, is is the ba- is the repeating background that is that is that a lady? I'm assuming, or is it just a beautiful um, man? He's voice?
0: doing one of the high harmonies.
2: Okay. Well, whatever check, it is, it's beautiful. Let me
0: check Wikipedia. Chase uh, this Ava, Ava Lind did additional vocals on track five, but that's electable. Mm. Um, I don't see any additional vocals on track wow. three. It's all at Jimmy the, boy. Way to go. That's all Jim. Way to go, Jimbo. Um, John Fields did some stuff, but not on this track. Um, no, yeah. that's. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. He did um, additional production on tracks one through three, and that makes sense because Fields is kind of a synthy... Guy, like he's good at synths and, okay. and that kind of thing, um, and so I bet he's got his hands on this track quite a bit because it's got some cool, like it's very polished sounding. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, and, and you we know, ta- we were talking about this record being, you know, maybe a little bit happier. There's a yeah. couple. There, there's at least one other track I think that sounds similar to this one. You know, yeah, it's got this vibe, and I don't want to say it's not quite dancey. It's just Feel good. Here it, goes, you know? kind of that?
0: talk- here it goes is kind of dancy. What's yeah. that? If that's what you're talking, here it goes is kind of dancy. If that's what you're talking about, yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. No, it does, but it feels, um, it feels, feels good. Like has some more levity than some of the other. Wait, is that the right word? Levity? When sure. it's right? No, okay. <laughs> just making sure. I'm <it>, like <laughs> trying to use a big word, and i might have used it wrong. Uh, then, like anything did on futures for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, I'm not
0: and, sure
1: that levity's correct.
0: It's not levity. Damn it.
1: Is the humor, oh, brevity. especially the treatment of serious matter with humor. I don't think this song's funny. Okay,
0: it's not levity then. It's, dang it. Is it brevity? No, it's
1: not brevity. Concise
0: like, and exact.
2: No, mm-hmm. it's not brevity. Yeah, it's brevity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay, no, but it is like there's a, okay, there, that, that feeling was not on Futures for sure. Wow. No. no Futures. No,
1: no, 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 no. Lean
0: American had some of it, like praise chorus is kind of a little bit of yeah. that, but it felt just more of like a straight rock song, but like the, that repeating chorus at the end of praise chorus, where they're singing all the lyrics of all the songs like that has a real feel good feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, sweetness certainly has it, but it's more of a driving. I mean, that's just yeah. like, it's like a winding up a toy and letting it go kind of thing is what sweetness feels like to me. Um, but this has kind of a you're, uh, the the yellow card comparison was great cuz you're right mm-hmm. it was just, like just different enough and it's i think part of it is the the muted kind of clean guitars where we had just have a lot more space yeah. for the drums yep. and bass and snaps and background vocals and things like that when you don't have big crunchy especially cuz dr- Jimmy World does drop d in almost everything and so you put <laughs> overdrive on a drop d tune guitar and it's like it's it's filling in a lot of that space. And yeah, I just I love this track. I think it's um fantastic. And I do remember like hearing it first time and just being like, man, that's really good. Yeah. Um this is the one of those records.
1: The video's fun too. It it's is fun. Video. They're in that
0: museum yeah. it's a cute it's a it is a it does it it adds to the feeling. Like they nailed it with, with the video. Yes, the yes, yes. That's a
1: perfect way to put it.
0: And this was a record, I forgot to mention this on the first impressions, this was a record that um, I had a buddy over playing poker like a couple weeks before it came out, maybe three weeks, and he was they were label mates, and so he had I'll a copy of the that. record, and I was like, I can't do it. I'm gonna. It was like I was like I, it. I was like I can't do it. I that you waited. I'm close enough that I'm just gonna wait and get it on the day, like because that's how like excited I was. I was like I can't like just listen to it over a poker night. Like I need to. Um, he was like I've got on my car. I was just like I can't. You know. <laughs> Just, I Blake's, can't being, do it.
1: Blake's being modest. His buddy is Bruce Springsteen.
0: It was That's, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. He was just, the boss was at his house playing. He's poker. the New Jersey success story. <laughs> See? Yeah, bring it back. <laughs> the bot knows not. I'm not friends with the boss, unfortunately. Um, the, he'd be, that'd be a good solid. If I've always said like, I don't want to really meet celebrities. I don't really care that much about celebrities. So my thought is like, who would I want to sit down and have a poker night with? I think Bruce Springsteen... he'd be a pretty good. Poker I think he'd be a solid hang. hang. Yeah. Jim Atkins yeah. would be too, though. I would yep, love to right. have a yeah. poker night with Jim Atkins. Christopher Nolan. He'd be on my list. Just pick his brain about he, Batman movies. He'd
2: be on another level. He'd hate me. <laughs> he would hate you. he'd hate he me. He would hate me. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I found out that a friend of mine had a like a I don't know, internship or something like that where she worked at Warner Brothers, and her office was next door to Chris Nolan's while he was making the Dark Knight. What or Dark Knight Rises. Shite. She was like, he had a full size Batman costume. I was like, what? I was like, and like, she had no idea. I, she I, was like, I, I don't I'm, know. I mean, it's just, yeah. It was just I'm next picturing to me. us
2: playing poker with Christopher Nolan right now. And, <laughs> and like, let's just remove the Batman element because that's the only way I'm going to relate to that guy on an intellectual level at all. And, no, yeah, I'm, for I'm sure. like, yeah. hey, so, um, that spinny thing at the end of. <laughs> Inception, the spin when he's spinning it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the lowdown. I'm, Is he dreaming? I, he was, that it. What's with that? He was. He was. It was spinning, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just like the Chris Farley <laughs> <laughs> interviews on Star
2: Yeah, that movie's that? about dreams, huh, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: I figured yeah. you out, man.
2: I might be out of my league. You. Um, I know you wrote that for smart people, but I. I'm with you, man. I'm I got it.
0: In my fantasy poker, I might have to take Chris Nolan off the table because might, I might sound like Chris Farley
2: on Saturday Night Interviewing oh, yeah. Paul McCartney. I'm, I'm not going to. Okay. S- I'm not giving that guy any stimulating conversation. to be like, get rid <laughs> of this idiot. <laughs>
0: okay, let's go to track four. Carry you. <laughs> I'm looking at the lyrics on Spotify right now, and they put every do, 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 <laughs> do in do, the lyrics. Somebody counted that out. out. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, that's someone's <laughs> job. <laughs> they they do, literally
0: did. It's do, 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 do. <laughs> it's written AI out like do that. that. It's chat GPT I don't maybe. know, but it's pretty hilarious. Uh, Kyle, what are your
2: thoughts on Carry You? Uh, another, I mean, just the lyrics to this song are awesome. I I love them. I could never be the one that you want. Don't ask. Here's yeah. to living in the moment. Uh, Cause it's past like that. That is a wonderful line. The, the, you already mentioned the do, 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 do do's. Uh, I say as a general rule of thumb, you shouldn't repeat do. Uh, that's, you know, you end up saying do, do, and that's right. weird. And somehow Jimmy Eat world pulls it off. So, Always. and I think that I am I'm, I'm halfway joking, but also like I really do think it takes skill to pull something like that off. Because <laughs> I there's no, I, I don't think I would have the balls to do it. Hey, so I want you guys to just say do do over again, do do. Uh wouldn't do it. But I love it. Uh, uh what a freaking bridge on this song. Oh, that's uh, why I had to get part of that in there. What a bridge. Um yeah. Great, great song. And slap my you face know, just to feel you somehow again. Oh, oh. Yes. oh yeah! Oh, yeah! I love I, what I, a line. I was gonna say. So this one is lyr- lyrically, it is kind kind of sad, but the vibe the the vibe of the song makes it less so. So I they're really, really good at that. Yeah,
0: sad yeah. lyrics if you just read them, but happy. It's not as much as Motion City. Motion City takes it uh, to a yeah. different level yeah. of depressing lyrics if you read them, but really fun pop songs. But this they this has the perfect because that bridge makes me feel a little bit of the feeling that I get from the lyrics a little bit like it has that and it doesn't start that way like I actually this song is a little jolting I feel like the way it starts a little bit how it's just the acoustic and I don't know there's something about it that always kind of was just like oh that's weird to jump into that but then I love it it's and the vocal performance
2: on the bridge is killer. Um, yeah. And then the in the the again the again you know just gets yeah. me every freaking time. You just, the delivery on that is so great. Well, going back to the the lyrics thing, I think it gets better as a vocalist too. And I think
0: that this is kind of I okay, I've always said I think there was kind of a delineation between on clarity and bleed American with uh, Trombino. I feel like he wasn't very good at enunciating, and it almost feels like he was like he didn't like his lyrics or something. Is that, you, you know how you see bands sometimes and it feels like they're not confident in what they're saying. Yeah. 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 Cause it's not like he can't enunciate because then he gets with Gil Norton and it's like futures was different vocally than what came before it from Jim Adkins. And you could tell it was the producer. I mean, to me it was, and this is not a knock on Trombino at all. Cause I love Jim's vocals on the earlier stuff too. It's just that sometimes I'd have to read the lyrics to be like, Oh, that's what he's saying. You know? Most people don't know what the heck he's saying in Sweetness. You know, it's it's kind of almost undiscernible at some points. But Futures was like you could hear every word, and it was really well enunciated, and you could tell that was Gil Norton coming in and going like, what are you saying there? I can't understand what you're saying, so I need you yeah. to do it like this. And from then on, without Gil Norton, Jim Atkins has sang like he's saying on Futures, I feel like. And so to me, this is kind of, I don't know, him kind of coming out and being a... I, I feel like it put more emphasis on the lyrics maybe than before. And I don't know if it's just from the enunciation, but it's almost like he had a I feel like he had a confidence that he didn't before. And maybe that's I'm maybe I'm totally reading the situation wrong. But that's what it always felt like to me is that futures marked a point where yeah. Jim became like he was kinda well, like, Gil, You're right, that's how I should sing.
1: Gil Norton made some really huge records. Oh, yeah. You know? Like he's a pop rock producer. He, you know Jim and Trumbino had a history together. It's possible that, yeah, that closeness led to Trombino not, I don't know if brave is the right word, but not being bold enough to, like, yeah. be like, you know, or to just, like, he's so familiar with Jim's style that to him it didn't sound odd or anything. Whereas Gil Norton comes in, like, British and is just like, oh, well, I mean, you have a great voice and you're a professional musician and a professional singer. You can probably sing this better and I'm going to make you do it.
0: Yeah, you know, because it wasn't ever a note thing to me. It was always no. a no pitch He's not pitchy. Is yeah. an enunciation and and but I mean, you go back pre clarity, and it's like even more like well, I mean, I I did hear a great interview with him, and, or it was Zach. I Maybe mean, it was Zach. It was, I think it was both of them. It might have just been Zach, but you know, he was like, I think it's fair to say, you know, it's like you were not as good of a vocalist on, you know. Static prevails as you ended up being. And it was like, because it was like, you've got to get better. You know, it's like, it's all, we're practicing too and getting better and stuff at your craft. And I think it was Jim talking about it. I don't think it was just Zach talking about it. Uh, but uh, I just, I feel like the vocals on this track, Kyle, you're absolutely right. Are, is just such a good, um, he's just gotten so good. He's great. The background vocals are way more intricate than they have been on previous stuff. The lyrics are great. It makes me feel a certain way. I love it. You know, it's great it
2: it reminds me of. It's like a cousin to, not not entirely, but the bridge is a cousin to authority song.
0: Yeah, I can tell that. It's got that
2: same vibe. You know.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just really good, and um, I again going back to I remember listening to this record and being like four tracks into this and just going like. Oh my gosh, they've done it again. Like there's mm-hmm. just these first yeah. four tracks are fantastic and you're going like, okay, I'm not like I'm not worried. Like I know <laughs> the rest of it's not going to be crap after this. So um really really good first four tracks of this record and I think these four songs don't really fit on any of the previous records. Like it's like again, it's it's totally Jimmy Eat World unmistakably, but I don't feel like you can just pluck one of these songs. Like, you can't put Always Be on Futures. It doesn't fit. Oh, oh yeah. God, no. No way. At all. <laughs> and it, so it, they they managed to make these albums that have a feel to them without diverting so far from what made them who they are and what made them the fans they are. But it's like they're growing up with their fans, but they're, I don't know, They've they've walked that tightrope really well but much better than a lot of other bands. Cause some bands just go too far to the like, well, this is what we really want to do. And they abandon everything that made them good or what made people like them at least. And then some people just do the same thing over and over again. And people just kind of tire of it. It's like, you you know know what to expect. Um, and yeah, so far these four tracks, super great and more from the band I love, but without any of it feeling like, Oh, that's, just a Bleed American song. That's a future song. That's a Clarity song. Um, so good job. Uh, Chris, any other thoughts on Carry You? I didn't really go to uh, you yet.
1: Well, that's all right. No, the, the I just like the way he holds out ask and past. You know, don't ask. Yep. In the Bridges Magic. You guys nailed all the... You, oh, you guys hit... You rang all the bells.
0: Have to give a shout out to Roman, whose favorite line was always... Uh, It was like you said, that taste don't taste like it should He would just walk around our condo and be like That taste don't taste like it should (laughs) Leave it to Roman (laughs) Roman to wear something out So you're just sick of it Never Uh, Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, let's go to track 5 Electable, give it up Chris Monier, that's unelectable. This is this is a fast song for Jimmy World? <laughs>
1: it's pretty fast. Yeah, like I mean that like Zach is humming back there, and he's not like sparing any bass drums either. There's every bass drum in, in that you can hit. Um, it's like a this is a good old rock and roll song. It's got like the clarity and the bleed American vibes like that. Oh, oh God, your clip! Your clip was so good. Like <laughs> well, I've got thank you, great. Yes, that bridge, that the feedback swell into the bridge, and that bridge is just magic. And so, like on the liner notes, it says Finn Adkins, Jackson Adkins, and Ava Lind are on the track, which I'm guessing is their children.
0: Uh... I, well, the, what what the, what were the Adkins names? Yeah, those are definitely, yeah, kids. Finn and Jackson. Those sounds like kids born in the 90s, early 2000s. And, <laughs> yeah, that's them. Right? Yeah. I know one of his kids' name is Cash. Cash Adkins is one of the coolest freaking names <laughs> I've an ever awesome heard. Name. That's a great right, name. I, well, yeah, so, I'm so I am wondering if they were doing the,
1: the, yeah, I'm assuming they're on the o, O's.
0: It's got to be the O's, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So I thought that but was Actually, I don't know
0: if that's kids. That might be like relatives. Because yeah. his kids would have been really young. Yeah, maybe. He, I mean, his. I think his oldest kid. I don't remember. I feel like the the Let Go dudes. That was like right around the time we were hanging out with. Yeah, them. no, like, you're right. Two thousand seven. I, I think Ava is their kids would have been like four or five. Wife, yeah. maybe. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, Jim's yeah. married to Amy, so uh, yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's like his brother or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
2: I,
1: don't know but I'll,
0: I'll, I was. I thought that was cool. Whatever. I like it. Uh, whoever it is. Good job seeing it. Oh, great this, job. Yeah, this is a great. Oh, great, and
1: great line. The enemy is you as well. The enemy is mm-hmm. I. Dig it. Did I steal your line?
0: No.
1: Did you write but that? It's one a down? great one, boy. But it's if good.
0: if Jim Atkins was um, disillusioned with politics in two thousand six ish, I mean, this is pretty. <laughs> this is pretty. Um, foreshadowing i would say uh the the line about give up repeating the facts fact can be arranged i mean like is that not today like right now that like everyone just gets to make and it's specific i mean this is clearly political it's called electable (laughs) um i don't think it's too hard of a stretch but i mean like that's so uh exactly what we're dealing with now it's just you know people getting to choose their own facts choose your own adventure politics style um so, if, if only we could go back to 2007, guys. I <laughs> like, know. We didn't you know, know what we had. Those we were the know. days. I Odd. mean... Things were uh, things just were heating up. Um, I had like I had all these
1: like like George W. Bush shirts about like how crazy he was and like I hated him and now I'm just like I miss him so much. <laughs> he was
0: <laughs> just nice. for, like, an He's adult. such a sweet man. <laughs> 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 if you do kind of go back and you're just like wow, like.
1: I mean, all he did was start a war in Iraq. It's just he met, his intentions were good. Yeah, it's a good
0: dude. Oh, uh, comparatively, it is like it's it's almost like it, it's just like if someone would have told you in 2007 when this record came out, like, oh, speaking of electable, this is going to happen in the next
2: 16 years. This we're, is well, going to age well, Jim. We're recording
1: this on the day that Trump was arraigned in a federal yeah. court in Miami. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. some kind so. of peak uh, you know, craziness.
0: Yeah, except we keep saying that, Chris. We keep saying it's peak. Well it technically and, has to be the
1: peak. As of today.
0: You well, know, it's yeah, like but, that,
1: that Simpsons quote, like worst day of your life so far. Yeah, so far.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Kyle, any any thoughts on electable? Uh I mean, dude, the clip you picked was perfect. The freaking, the metal yeah. guitar line yeah. is just so freaking awesome. Also, just, I mean, you got the monies and it is such a flex to put strings in something and have them that low at the end there. like <laughs> yeah. You can barely hear them. And there is an orchestra playing. Yeah, Turn it down.
0: Turn it down. You talked about bass and John Fields does get a bass additional bass on this. Oh. But I'm like, I only hear one bass. Does it mean yeah. that he played bass on this track or I don't know. He played strings by that string but. bass. Maybe. I mean it could be. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, now, it's a like, stand-up on, bass. Yeah. It's on freaking it. It. Rocks. Oh,
2: beam,
0: Uh yeah. All there's always a good rocker on there. And this is as close to like a punk rock song we get from them. Post, I
2: mean, Bleed American is probably the closest thing to it. Maybe. Well, dude, that like that the actual a, Bleed American track. That that freaking that bridge that and that guitar part that is a head banger. That is a swirl- oh, your yeah. long hair around head banger, dude.
1: Dude, I yeah. wish like one of us could win the lottery and just like have them play. <laughs> a, and be like, us pick the set And pick the, and pick the deep yeah. the deep cuts. This is what like, you're like. You guys get six weeks to practice, but you have to play these songs. get a million dollars. Half before well, you play, half here's after. Here's the thing. I mean,
0: you could... If you're Jimmy World, you could do that tour, right? I mean, there's no reason you couldn't do, like, the deep cuts short tour where you just play, like... Oh. Like, you'd, you'd sell it out, I'm sure. I mean, not as many people as would cut... Oh, although, Kyle... We went, Kyle and I went and saw Weezer the other night and Modest Mouse opened for them, who I never really liked, but like oh, admittedly float on is a banger and they didn't play it. They were just like, "Peace." No! <laughs> they did not play float on. They didn't
1: on. play Oh it. my god. You guys aren't not a surf. Like play the hit. I
0: hate <laughs> you. Yeah, I mean it's like the only reason you're even playing that show with Weezer is yeah, because of that, that song. song. Yep. No one, I mean, they had a couple other songs that were, like, minor hits, but that was their huge song. It's freaking sampled in new songs now.
2: Oh, I mean, dude, that, I mean, that's what I was going to say. And actually, my question is, do you think they made more money off of them playing it, or Lupe Fiasco sampling it? Oh, yeah, I don't I mean, know. that's was, my assumption. Wait,
0: wait, I would say, I mean, I guess you have to do, like, if you mean straight royalties, Lupe for sure, but, like... I don't know. That song was everywhere in 2000. But was it
2: everywhere because they were tied to Oklahoma in a way? That I, I don't know. I didn't know I they were tied to Oklahoma at all. Yeah, well, I, thought, I, I thought, thought that he was. No, I don't think I thought the lead that. singer was. Wasn't he an ACM guy? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No,
0: you're thinking of Horse Thief.
2: Am I? Maybe.
0: They're I don't think tied to ACM. not Horse Thief and modest. Well, it's <laughs> got an animal in it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's got gonna... Uh, <laughs> horse
1: thief modest while well, if i, I know anything see. about college always getting animals mixed up what's Animal the little fans. one with the like little whiskers they like cheese horse right the point yes. is
0: if you did if you did a uh, you could do a 1000 i guarantee jimmy Orton could do a 1000 person venue with slightly higher ticket prices and be like hey we're doing the we're doing the deep cuts you're going to get to hear this track you're going to get to hear some great songs or what that if you don't like, otherwise did... get to they would Like per city, like a crowdsource thing. Like here, okay, here's
1: 50 songs. You have to pick from these 50 and every city gets to vote on their set list. That'd
0: be freaking awesome too. It'd be hard to practice for, (laughs) but it would be, uh, Weezer did something cool and they're like acoustic thing in the middle where it's just rivers. He was like, on this tour, I'm going to do a different song for this spot every night because we've got so many songs that like, we can't play them all, but we got, um, across the sea, just rivers, acoustic. It was pretty
2: great. That is, cool. uh, yeah, Perfect. it was pretty it cool. Was.
0: Man, um,
1: I, 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 everybody I know from Oklahoma was like, "Chris, are you here?" And I was like, "I didn't realize this was going to be such a big show." Uh, like everybody went. Is it? It was it at the zoo? packed.
0: It was
2: packed at the zoo. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, for, I, so you guys like the zoo is like those shows are great because it seems like great. that's the place to be. Okay. I need. But to But this up was for a least.
2: I think this was the least great as far as like I was uncomfortable with how packed it was. It was. It was. Where were you? It was packed. Kyle. So I didn't even get. Side note: We were talking, should have talked about this off pod, but I didn't even get your text message until after I left because everyone there it, their, it was so packed yeah. and everyone was on their phone. I had no service. Yeah, I think I was, either. I was on the left side of the soundboard, so I was like oh, I was right, on the right side. Yeah, I was right oh, okay. by you, just on the other side, but it was so packed. Also, I am gonna, I'm gonna ring a bell real quick, and I'm sorry yeah. guys, I'm, I'm gonna do it. But I'm an old man, and I'm gonna say an old man thing. Yeah, I, I know what you're gonna say. am straight up disappointed in the lack of controlling how much marijuana was smoked in that place for an all age show. <laughs> yeah, it I agree. Was It was unreal. too much real. Like, yeah. Cause I had my kids with me too.
0: And it was like thick and there's un- not a,
2: <laughs> not a fog machine. There was not yeah, a stitch I, of wind I, I, either. Not, that, no, no, not, not even fit. a
0: breeze. And so you, it was just like, you were baking in it. Literally.
2: It was insane.
0: As a little much. We do sound like the old guys now, but it was yep. it was too much for an all ages show that there and there were a lot of kids. Like well, a lot of kids.
1: There's pens now. You don't have to do the like there's Dude. ways to there's gummies. Like don't you know?
2: It was it was shocking. Like I felt it, it, it felt every bit as strong as someone clam baking me in their car. <laughs> but <we laughs> was that just outside. cigarette smoke too, honestly? When I'm, I'm like, in yeah.
1: when I'm in Oklahoma, like I feel like I just smell weed
0: Everywhere, it is. like i mean, I'm just driving just, and I smell time, it. Yeah. It's
1: just it's everywhere. everywhere now.
0: It is. So we have it's to hide everywhere. it down here, dude. We still, no, did not, not in Oklahoma. It, is, it yeah. is. Zoo amp. It was all. Which I'm like, I, it, like it was. Forget just, the
2: kids. What? What does it do to the animals? You know, <laughs> the freaking zebras, Remember
0: For modest mouse. It's an animal. The giraffes were freaking out, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, they might have been. Okay, anyway, back to- Why do I have stripes? Oh, that's right. I'm not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that's a whole funny bit that we could go- we'll, No, man, that's pretty good. Okay, let's go to track six. Gotta be somebody We got a blues. ways to go, guys. <laughs> you can't I just have to first note I've got to put out there. David Campbell did the strings for this, who is like the best pop song string arranger ever. There's no one better than him. He's like, go look at his Wikipedia page. It's just hit after hit after hit. And this is such a good string arrangement. It's not some people just do the boring. Let's just play the note over it. Like the, the strings freaking make this song so good. Kyle, what are your thoughts on it?
2: Uh, yeah, the strings are insane. I was gonna tell you guys just for jollies and anyone listening, uh, this song is really fun to. It, this happened by chance. I didn't put them together, but this song before "Past the Baby" is like.
1: Oh, yes. is that is perfect. an epic song
2: duo. It is perfect. Yep. And oh, I'm the, gonna and, and you bo- you boys know the payoff that I'm talking about that comes like so like yeah. the build of these strings and then into pass the baby. You've got to listen to it uh, if you it, are
0: a Jimmy World fan and you don't or even casual and you did not listen. What is the record with pass the baby on it? Uh, Integrity Blues, right? Is
2: it Integrity Blues or is it? Um, yeah, it is Integrity Blues.
0: It's Integrity Blues, right?
2: Yeah. Someone look that up for me. Anyway. We're looking in, it up now.
0: And then to see them play that song live, that, it freaking kills. Yeah,
1: Integrity Blues.
0: Oh, man, that's a great... Ru- Talk about the bangerest of bang <laughs> That thing oh, is... Me. And yeah, I need to buy bags tickets to
1: the Manchester Orchestra tour. I need to do that. You I
0: need guess. to do it and come up and see that.
1: I got show so with us. burnt by that last Jimmy World show. That was I just did not enjoy it.
0: Terrible. The sound guy was bad for four it was terrible. tracks. Terrible.
1: And I, I drove don't like for me, it was like double bad because it was like me and Katie's first concert after COVID. We drove all the way up, and Dude. I was just so let down.
0: I I it was think, terrible. you know what I was trying to figure out because um, honestly, Weezer's first song was kind of rough sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gotta be the crowd. I've never done, I've never done sound for a show that big yeah. where I could like, but these are digital boards. You can save the whole thing and from sound check, but like it never fails that someone comes out in the first track, which what sucks about that is that like, it's generally a song that like, is really supposed to bring the energy and get people going. Like, and they did Jonas and like his vocals were a little weird. Yeah. And it wasn't quite right. Like the one guitar was way too loud compared to the other one. And I was like, but I mean the crowd couldn't have changed that. I mean, I think the, it seems like the crowd could change, like, oh gosh, I gotta pull up the highs or something a little bit more. But it's weird. Well, they how do that a happens. sound check in well, I the know, venue. I think that's what the empty. problem is, is that yeah. it's empty and then you do it. With has to be thousands like of that. people there or whatever, and it just changes the way sound works. But that doesn't make the vocals not be up high enough or not. Well, e- I don't know. It's weird. I
1: mean, I hate to say the obvious, but these guys are professional touring sound people. Like, yeah. can, do, do they not like? Oh, there's going to be people here later. Oh, I did do this right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll give you.
0: I'll give you half a song. But what? Th- the last time we saw Jimmy World, it took four songs for some reason. I don't know. If something was went bad. wrong. It was bad for four songs, and I'm talking like. I don't think the bass was in the mix for the first song, because they, when they opened with Futures, and it was like, it was terrible. without any Worst bass, that song, sounded. it was not. No, we left. Not. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I didn't leave, but I, I stuck it Well, out. we had but to it,
1: drive back to Oklahoma the next day, so it was like, I'm not going to awesome be game. tired all day tomorrow for this.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, based on this track, by the way, Chris, mm-hmm. to your earlier point of Rick killing it, Great baseline on it. It's really kind of driving the whole thing. I love it. So good. What are your other thoughts on it, Chris? My
1: other thoughts on this song, it well no, you guys already hit it. It, The freaking orchestration is amazing. So the you know I grew up in the eighties and nineties, and um, I remember saying something like passively to my dad about how like Elton John was kind of a wiener, and. Like I thought his music was dumb. <laughs> and my dad was like, Elton John? And I was like, Yeah, you know, like he's kinda he just sings dumb pop songs. And my dad gets out Madman Across the Water and plays yeah. that song for me. And I was like, This is Elton John? Like, you know, I, the crocodile rock guy? He had and he's a like, yeah. He's like, Yeah, dude, he was like awesome. And this song reminds me of Mad Men Across the Water so much. The orchestration, just the dark driving. Um yeah, I, I, I love it. It made me. It, it gave me good fond memories of of my dad schooling me.
0: Guys, I'm looking at David Campbell's Wikipedia page. It is, I am still scrolling. He's been doing this since 1972. He's got credits from 72 That's all the way to 2022. I mean, and I think he might have done that. Elton John. What what year is Men on the Water? Do you remember?
1: Uh, seventy.
0: Wouldn't that be something? Uh, I don't see it. No. Yeah. He didn't do that one. I guess that
1: would have but, been so cool. That he would be incredible. Incredible.
0: <laughs> Cause he's, he's done other Elton John stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be out of the, out of the realm. Um, he did the Aerosmith amazing string oh, arrangement. I mean, that's such a good string arrangement, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love strings. I'm still super jealous. Kyle of you. I know I bring it up all the time. Still super <laughs> jealous that you got strings on one of your tracks. Um, Always going to be jealous of that. Yeah, it's a great, sa- great track, great middle. Uh, again, track order wise, this is a great middle of the record. I'm pretty sure this would be on side one still of this record. I have it, but I don't have it here in front of me. Because um, then we go into Feeling Lucky, which we will go to next. Here we go. I
3: Any direction I move
0: I think the most noticeable thing that I'm now just realizing about this is how much tambourine there is on this record. <laughs> and I think that's contributing uh-huh. to the feel of the record. I mean, it really is. There's some just jangly tambourine. Chris, what are your thoughts on feeling lucky?
1: I felt lucky that I got to hear this song. It is a happy song. I call it the Praise Chorus sequel. Oh, yeah, because, I can hear that. Yeah, like, you know, not as good as the first, but not bad. I'm um, not going to see it twice. Uh, and uh, you picked a uh, you picked a fun song for me to explain now because I have something that Blake um, affectionately refers to as Monier luck. I have the worst <laughs> luck in the world, and when I heard the when I hear ever I hear this song, I think about like my life and you know the series of tragedies. Uh, not it's never anything bad. Like no. it's always just like uh, you know my air conditioner goes out at Friday on at four thirty, like yeah. with just enough time not to call them before the weekend or like. You know, I forget to put the lugs on a tire and the tire falls off,
0: and I almost kill my band. Just silly stuff, <laughs> but you handled the driving when that happened very well. you yeah. handle yourself well in an emergency <laughs> i yeah. we you emergency. yes, we also my own making yes. <laughs>
1: Hey, but well it's because be- of all that bad luck that I'm just always aware of my surroundings trying to destroy me. I'm like, there could be danger lurking in any corner. We gotta be careful all the time, guys. And they're like, no, you you just have the worst luck. Like everybody else just lives their life and that's fine.
0: It is pretty um. funny how often we have to bring up the Monier luck.
2: Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts on feeling lucky? Uh great song. Freaking lyrics, when I try to sing along, the needle skips, I huff and puff, but the house is bricks. Had the same note, that's a great yeah, lyric. Sucked that lucky feeling right out of me. I also love that uh, you you guys both mentioned a second ago that it's happy-sounding, and yet, yeah, <laughs> again, it's a, it's a happy-sounding song, and he's kind of talking about his horrible luck. And, I mean, I, I like that... Um, I don't think like this is a themed record, but, you know, uh, we... We start off uh, singing about the lottery. This song, we're talking about uh, not feeling lucky or sucking that lucky feeling. Also, I love on the end, you're talking about the tambourine coming in hot. Um, we get a little bit of that tasty Rhodes at the oh, end.
0: no. There's some B3 all over this thing. Oh, I think there okay, might be Rhodes, B3. too, but the B3 is definitely hot, and I yeah. love it.
2: Love well, the organ. I was being orders. a poser, acting like I knew the difference between the two right No, it's there, a B3 but... organ. It's... Okay, sounds it's... wonderful.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. It's perfect for this song. I really like the, um again, bass on this tr- This is another, where it's like, the bass is awesome. It's hot, like that picking sound on it. It's just a fun song. And I, I never really thought about it being kind of kin to praise chorus, but it is a little bit. Uh, Chris, that's a, that's a solid, solid point. Uh, I'm trying to see, though. I don't see who... Oh, John Fields, Keyboard. Track eight. Mm. No, wait, that's this is track seven. Who did play on this? I don't see who played the B3. Man, who, who, it's a mystery. We're going to mm. have to figure that out because uh, it's really great. It's, it's a good B3. My favorite B3 story <laughs> is we had some buddies that were doing, uh, Ernie was doing b3 on it and he was like how wallflowers do you want this to be <laughs> like th- that was that was his that was his measurement of like how hot is the b3 how how much am i laying into this thing they're like all the way wallflowers like great awesome that's what i wanted to hear um yeah feeling lucky it's a jam we like it all right let's go to track eight here it goes it's called here it goes <laughs> Chris, you're a drummer. There's got to be a name for that beat where you do the, you know, 16ths on the hat, and then you, ta ta ta. It's like sort of syncopated, but not. I mean, I love yeah. that kind of beat, and it's oh, great yeah. on this track.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I put it slaps.
0: That works. That's a technical Ooh. term. Technical. Um, yeah.
1: baseline slaps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, verse two. I feel like. Rick was like, hey, you guys know I can actually, like, play the bass, right? Yeah. Like, do you want me to just show you? And then he did that verse. It's freaking magic. And the outro is magic. Rick's a god.
0: I didn't yeah, what's weird. Know. what's weird is that, like, like, a lot of rock music, the bass can kind of get forgotten. Because it's just, you're playing straight eights or whatever, it's like, you know... I'm trying to think of like what you could have done to make the bass more impressive on their prior records. I don't think there is something cause you know, it's like mostly following the rhythm guitars. It's kind of another, it's the low end of those yeah. rhythm guitars and stuff. So like bleed American, it's playing the same rhythm as the guitars really for the most part. Um, you know? And so it's not like, I'm like, Oh, there's places for improvement. but It's just weird that like, it felt like this album all of a sudden was just like, we're going to let him do some stuff. And kind he had of the opportunities to groove. Yeah. It really, he just had more. And I don't, you know, I just wonder how that came about. Cause it feels like it happened all at once. It was just like, here we go. Let's give him all sorts of tasty bass licks on this record. And I like it. This is a great pop song. It's like, it's kind of dancey. I think that's what you were alluding to earlier, Kyle. Am
2: I correct? Definitely. Okay. Well, I mean this, this freaking song, dude, like again, this one, you could not put this song on futures, even though it is a killer song. Oh, it's a great song. It you would be like, What is what happening? Is happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not but, good. But this is like straight up all the way through pop magic ear candy is what I have written down. It is just it is it's a treat, man. It's it's yeah. a lovely treat. Um the bass line is grooving. Also the freaking the the guitar line Yeah. Just, it's just awesome. The ooh-oohs, and also, um, I mean, shouldn't we mention the freaking Yoda Yoda talk uh, chorus? Waiting for attention, I'm not. (laughs) Cut it to the left and I rock need an invitation. I don't. (laughs) It's kind of like... (laughs) Very Yoda-esque. I love it. And
0: I love that it's kind of like, Oh Cha Cha Slidish, in the sense that it's telling us how to do the dance. Yeah, that he's talking I, about.
1: I thought that it's same thing, macarina. but I couldn't think of it, that song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a classic.
1: I was like, "What was that song at prom, Did you say and, Christmas and, prom uh, and Christmas dance and Prama and Christmas <laughs> dance and every wedding?"
2: And all the little kids want to do it all the time. Yeah, love it. It's a great song, and and great they're song.
0: they do a good job at. Um, they write really good pop songs. They're not like like all they've never made a record that's just like all songs like this ever <laughs> but there's always I a don't want them songs. to no i mean neither yeah. i mean it's what makes it great but yeah. um god it's just sort this is a really good pop song oddly enough not a tambourine in it though I, that i heard i don't think mm. um Oh, I forgot to mention on the last track, the other thing I loved about it, the note, I forgot. I like tagging that last line three times. I feel like that's a thing that we don't get enough of in songs. It's like, let me repeat that last lyric a couple times. No, you need to hear like that a again. traditional <laughs> tag kind of thing, and yeah. I love the tag, the line three times. I love that on, on Feeling Lucky. Anyway. Um, okay, let's go to track nine, uh, the title track, Chase This Light. Confetti
3: rainfall in the quiet street The beauty is in what you make it So get up on your feet Because tonight The world turns.
0: Kyle, what are your thoughts on Chase This
2: Light? Well, there's your tambourine, first of all. There it is. They found it. On the twos and fours. (laughs) Uh, I I really like the line, um, oh babe, I know it's alive and somewhere for us to find tonight, Chase This Light with me. Um, It's kind of of hopeful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I dig that vibe. Uh, Also, I think... Spoiler, potential spoiler. I think the last song is so great. Uh, the previous song is so great, and the fact that they can do the title track right afterward and it's still really, really good is impressive to me. Because uh, I mean, I never wrote a single uh, song as good as the one prior to this. So following that up, <laughs> like, seems seems like hard work. Uh, but uh, but they. They nail it, and and also, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about. I, I feel like title tracks never quite pay off for me. They never and, live up to
1: expectations. Yeah,
2: yeah, like you know, I find my. I, I think it's because I overthink it. I'm like, what is what is it that they felt about this song that they connected with that they, that it deserved to be to name the whole record after? But this one, I really like it, so I don't really have a problem with it. But, but they've um,
0: always, I mean, they've generally named it from a title of the song, right? Yep. Yeah. And so
2: And they do a good job of it. I wonder generally. if they
0: just picked the one that sounds the most like an album name. You yeah know they're what like, I mean? you, know,
2: you know what? This sounds it could like be an
0: something album that name. simple. Um okay, Chris, what are your thoughts on Chase the Slight before I get into mine?
1: This is one of my favorite lyrical songs it's very of good. the Jimmy World Library. Uh, because tonight um the world turned to me. Confetti rainfall and the quiet street.
0: It's a great like visual line. Yes. You can see that. Yes.
1: The beauty is in what you make it, so get up on your feet. Uh, you know, that's good it compels me to live my life with passion.
0: I like the I've seen the best of love, best of hate, the best reward is earned, and I've paid for every single word. I mean, that's just Oh yeah. I think you've got so many. part of that. I think you got part of that line, Kyle. But yeah, it's a great lyrical song. Here's my sort of hot take on this. So I, I'm I didn't Really hear any of this record except that they he released a video of him doing this song just acoustic at like some benefit thing or something like that that he was just playing. Mm-hmm. I like the solo acoustic version better than the oh. full band version. There was something about and I, but what I can't figure out is is it like demoitis? Uh, Probably. you know where you hear a song one way and then you hear it a new way. I don't think it's that it's, I think it's that the acoustic version, which I should have, I'll try to find it and link to it in the show notes. There's something about it that has the right, um, kind of rawness to it that to me made the lyrics shine more. And I feel like there's something about like, I don't love the full, it's a great song still. I really like it. It's a good song, but I think I would have rather them have Jim sit in front of a, like a mic and do it acoustic like live almost like there's something about that performance that's just really really great and it's kind of a crappy recording because keep in mind this is like a year into youtube existing it's probably like 360 <laughs> it's like a really bad resolution but there's something about it that's like really sweet and and kind of perfect for this song specifically And so I've always really wanted to have a better recording of that kind of version of like a live version of Mm. just him doing it acoustic. Cause I think this was originally supposed to be a song for his like little, um, what's his side project thing that I can't remember the name of it now. Cause that's what he was like playing as it was like his little solo thing. And he played this song and then they released it on, you know, whatever it's just like on YouTube or something. But anyway, I've always really liked that version. I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes, but um, so the full band version felt like one of those things where uh, you just couldn't quite capture that feeling when you're trying to like make it a full band thing. I feel like the other time this happened for me is... Uh, The band Sherwood, you know, they had those couple of like EPs and they did like a full length that was better produced, but some of the magic wasn't there on some of the songs that they like redid from the EP for the full length. It's like, it was just, it sounded great, but there was just something missing about either the vocal performance or something, or maybe even just being on a click. Maybe this needs that kind of flow of playing it live or something, but it's still a great song. I'm not complaining about it, but. Now I feel like I probably should have sent you that clip before I talked about it <laughs> so you all could have an opinion about it and tell me if I've got demo-itis. So uh, that's poor planning on my part, but um, we'll let everyone else listen to it and tell me if I'm wrong. You can shoot us an email or whatever, uh, carrier pigeon, something like that. Okay, let's go to Firefight track 10. Here we go. I am who I be, but you could be. Anything Everyone's air drumming on this one. Kyle, what are your thoughts on
2: Firefight? I love it. This to me this song is um this is maybe the most Future's song on the record. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's it would fit right in on Future's. Uh they do the I I don't know the technical term. I call it the the Coldplay clocks beat.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a, that's not technical, <laughs> uh, and, but I that's what we all call it, yeah.
2: And I I always love it. I'll always happy to hear it. Um it's firefight. I won't run. the 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 line that you started with. The uh, what is it? Um, love is quartz and yeah. rests <sighs> the second hand. If you let go, then that's where time will stand. Like
0: it's a great well, line. That's a,
2: that's a really good lyric. I'm not smart enough to write something like that. Hats off, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, great song.
0: Yeah, I and mean, this I... is the
2: second to last track, right?
0: Yeah, this is second
2: to last. Yeah, it's and a good. It's a good second to last track, man.
0: The technical term for that is penultimate. 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 Uh. <laughs> I do know that big word, guys. Yeah. Only because I see it in articles about the second to last show of TV shows I watch. Um, you know they're always like in the penultimate episode. I'm like, stop being a critic, using yep. such big words. Um, yeah, Chris, what what are your thoughts on it other than it being the penultimate track? <laughs>
1: I wrote. Uh, no, this song has penultimate vibes. I don't know what it is. It just feels like an intro to the end.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it the just ultimate does. penultimate.
0: Yes. But and, really, um, the last two, I mean, they, are, they do feel yeah. like the end of a record. I think you're yeah, right, Chris.
1: I'm going to try to sing my favorite part of the song. <clears throat> There's no question. <laughs> like when he hits that note, oh my God, I melt. <laughs> I love you, Jim Adkins. Have my baby.
0: Then the background, the city has my witness, oh, Echo. Oh, so God. I don't... I think I've seen them play this song. Now I'm trying to remember if I have or not. Um, I think I have. Um, gosh, it's really good. They're spitting spite all through my blood for you and me. Yeah, and you know left yeah. Except for you and me, there's no one else alive. It's, it's so good. This is... They... I mean... They all—they almost always have a great last track. Yep, they're really Would good at first tracks. They're really track. great at last tracks. I think these are the last, the best last two tracks on any of their records. Yep, I agree. Ooh, um, I completely agree. It's really good. I mean, it, they—it feels like um, it could have
2: been the last.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I yeah. really—but really, it's but this I'm glad this it's not. going into dizzy. Yep is such a good vibe it's it's kind of perfect even the slowdown of we have the kind of rapid drums doing the clocks thing and then we go to dizzy which just (laughs) you know we're going to talk about dizzy in a second obviously but um they are they're perfect it's like they go together they cannot be separated it's kind of one of those things where i wish spotify would release this feature that says when i put these songs on a playlist Even if I put it on shuffle, don't ever take these songs apart from each other. We've
1: talked about this before.
0: We've talked about with like Jackson Brown, The Loadout, and Stay. It's like those really need to always be together because it is one track that they split for whatever reason digitally. I don't know why they did such a thing because on CDs you could do that, but like they never thought we'd be putting it on digital stuff. But these are two songs where like I don't want to hear Firefight without Dizzy following it. I don't brain,
1: brain Stew and Jaded I mean you yep, can't yep, there, There's that, no that, reason yeah, To listen yep, to those songs why,
0: sure. separately. why would you do that yep. Why and, and there's And there's uh, the, There was another one um, Gosh there's so many That are like that That I'm like Yeah even if this is On a playlist Like on a shuffle On just like my favorite tunes I want to hear these songs Together I want to link them And never play them apart um, And these two feel like that for me I just really love it um, There's really nothing I can say bad about it Again like there are more lyrics on this record that I love than I think any of their previous records.
2: Blake, I think what you were gonna say, the one you were thinking of is with arms wide open immediately followed by higher that was on it. Creed's human Clay.
0: That was it. That was definitely what I was thinking. Back Kyle always on your bingo card on your finding emo bingo card put two thousand butt rock <laughs> check it. I wish I was other.
2: joking that those songs were back no, to back. No, they really are but, back to back. But they really I are. Be-
0: I know because <laughs> but I higher in with arms wide open, <laughs> I'll admit it. they
2: are back to back tracks, <laughs> man.
0: They are. Um, it's printed freaking money back then. That's better than to me. The most egregious version of that track order thing was the Spice Girls record, which you know I I had I was really close to a couple girl like best friends. Still one of them, Jenna, my best friend for thirty something years now. But you know, poolside in the summer. I did. I got. I didn't get to veto a lot of CDs that got played, and that Spy Scrolls record was track one through five were the singles in the order they came out in.
2: <laughs> yep,
0: like they weren't even weren't
2: pretending even pretending. Yep. They were they just argue going with like the results, my well, friend.
0: Yeah, here's track one. That's gonna be the first single. Track two is the second single. I mean, it was in the exact order, and I'm like that. I mean, I guess that's one way to do it, um, but I prefer. You know, this a more thought out. Um because I bet track six through whatever on that record no one ever listened to on that spice girl record. Just a total guess. Um okay, well let's go to Dizzy then, because we've been talking about how great it is going from firefight to Dizzy. Here we go.
3: He said I have a shot that stops my clock.
0: even have words kyle let's go to you first
3: <laughs> oh man
4: okay well, i don't I mean, have you to took, I'm you just...
2: t- i mean you took my line I, I look it's just great uh you mentioned something about um other bands and songs you have to listen together listen to together uh this this in this song you actually happen to play it the both lines on both songs in this one he says the line about stops my clock and yeah. the and the song before that line is included these these songs were meant to be played in this order together i love the way it builds i love the emotion in his voice right there when he goes off um i love this song and also i talked about it being a, a happy record the song's song's pretty devastating <laughs> And it gets worse as I get older.
0: (laughs) I know. Like like this song, like (laughs) you know who oddly enough said that to me first and I and who's old Chad Puckett said it to me first. He was like, That song gets heavier as you get older. (laughs) And he's absolutely right about it. It's like it gets just more real and it's like, you know what, Jim Atkins' is probably I don't know, less than ten years older than us or something like that. Probably around there or something like that and he's probably just always a few couple steps ahead of us in life or whatever oh. and i feel like we're kind of always catching up to his lyrics because we're just a little bit behind him and i feel like this is one where like i loved this song but like oh. it just gets kind of i'm mean, the the line about you said you never have regrets is there someone yet who's got that wish i mean that's such a, <laughs> that's it's, such a good line he's
2: singing it with conviction dude oh. like he yeah. i mean
1: no his passion is very yeah. very audible
0: his vocal performance gets better on every Mm -hmm. record i think like he's um he's someone who i always liked his voice but i just feel like like this is i think one of his best vocal performances on any track it's just got it's got the right emotion but it's like perfect at the same time (laughs) that's kind of that's hard to pull off i mean almost i'm sure he didn't do it in one take but it sounds just like he went in there and just like put his all into this take I mean, I'm sure that's not what happened, but that's what it feels like. And they and so often you can just like lose that in a recording and gosh, it is there's really I I really it's hard to find the right words to say how much I love this song. And and as I said before, they knock it out of the park with final tracks. Like My Sundown is Like one of my, I mean, it's just such a good song and like perfectly wraps up that album. And then goodbye, square Harbor is the same way. And obviously 23, I mean, who would have ever thought they'd make a final track on a record that even sniffed 23. Why would you try again? That that album, like that's such a good ending the record and somehow they do it. And this ends this record. Well, although we, I'm going to have a caveat to that in a second, but um, Chris, what are your thoughts on dizzy? I
1: must have listened to this song 10 times in a row the first time I heard it. I just couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. And that payoff in the bridge is like,
2: it's like Christmas.
1: And you just listen to it over and over and over so you can get back to that part. But the anticipation that builds up to that part is part of the magic. So many great lyrics. Um, I, (laughs) I made a joke that, like, Jim Atkins is like a happily married man with children and a successful career. How does he write about you know such epic tragedy and i was like joking that like him and his wife were like fighting about not loading the dishwasher and this was the (laughs) song he wrote (laughs) if the choice was ours alone then why do we choose letting go she's like jim i just it's not that big of a deal you know Mm -hmm. um (laughs) did you guys do the payphone line none of you guys called that out no, no, but that's a oh, great line. Oh, I love yeah. that freaking line. I tried, but it rang and rang. I called all night on a payphone. Remember those from another life? Great
0: line. If
1: ev- No, the whole thing, it,
0: it keeps going. The whole thing, If yeah.
1: everything I meant to you, you can lick and seal and fold in two. I've been so blind. Oh, my God.
0: Oh that's my a God. good line. <laughs> you know, but, I think that, I I know that I, I saw a thing with him talking about, I think it was invented, that he specifically was like, looking at these like photographs and trying to write songs about, what he thought that person in the photo, like trying to write from another yeah. perspective and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's always autobiographical. This feels so real. It doesn't feel like Personal. it couldn't be. Yeah. I mean, I know. And like, you know, it's like, I know he like ended up going to recovery for alcoholism and stuff, which was kind of weird. Cause he never <laughs> certainly never seemed like that, but like, just doesn't like, Oh yeah, like that I was kind of like, Yeah. It was like, I just, you know, and so, so, you know, you don't, you never know what's, going on with someone but yeah it is it is interesting because you're like he seems kind of happy-go-lucky like you know he doesn't seem like the tortured songwriter when you see him like talking in interviews or on stage and stuff he just seems like a pretty but he writes these lyrics that are devastating and they're not like they're not devastating in to bring up Motion City again just because he's just such a good example of someone that writes such like clearly oh just gut-wrenching autobiographical things that happened to him um, and just like honest and stuff. But like, you know, he seems like that kind of tortured soul a little bit. I mean, you know, and Justin Pierre and and then, but Jim just doesn't seem like that, but he writes these lyrics that are just like, Oh, like there's, yep. I can't get over them. Okay. Here's the thing. I do. This is obviously the last track on the record, but as as Chris mentioned, he bought the iTunes deluxe version. You know, this is the iTunes time. When iTunes is like, well, you know what? If you buy it from us, you get this extra track. And as I've talked about, my opinion on this podcast, for the most part, is that bonus tracks are trash. They're worthless. They're acoustic versions of songs that we didn't need. They are songs that didn't make it on the record for a reason. But not the case with this record. Because this cover of a Bruce Springsteen song to bring it back to the boss is one of my favorite covers ever. So we're, we're playing the clip because it's so freaking good. And Kyle, I don't know if you've even listened to this song before, but cause I had to have Chris's login to iTunes on my computer for what? years to have this song on my computer. And it's finally on Spotify. So if you, if you don't listen to it, uh, you're missing out. And I think it kind of works. It kind of works on the record. So here we go. It's take them as they come. Kyle, have you heard this one before? No. No. I've never heard that. (laughs) Dude, it's it's really good. And it's one of those songs where you're like, oh, you know what? That actually works as a bonus track. It's kind of got not the heaviness of Dizzy there. And it's a cover, so it's like, all right, this is but it's like it I love when someone does a cover and goes, like, we're gonna make it like us. This is not this is better than the Springsteen version. Like, for sure. Like in my opinion, I, I think it's better. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're, you know, Ryan Adams' Wonderwall is another great one where it's like, oh my gosh, somehow he made that song better, even though it was great as Oasis. Um, or what's his name uh, that did, a uh, little help for my friends, the Beatles. Oh, um, uh, Cocker. Yeah, Joe Cocker. Like that was <laughs> it's like a, somehow he made a better, better version of a Beatles song. Sometimes oh, it happens. Better. I feel like this is, one of those and most people have never heard it cuz it was on the iTunes extra bonus version of the track and Kyle it's on Spotify now so you should definitely check it out. Okay. I I, I cannot listen to this record without this being the last track. It se- it feels weird for me now to even though dizzy amazing last track, but this feels like it it completes the record for me. And that that might be a silly thing to say about a cover, but I absolutely love this this cover. And I think I think you feel the same way Chris. Oh Maybe my not. god!
1: No, it's this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, I mean, like it, it's like the number three most played song. I mean, every time it oh, comes it's on, it all the way through. I love it. I thought I, I didn't know it was a Bruce Springsteen song when I heard it. I was like, "What is this? This is so good." I didn't this either when I been first on the heard record. it. Yeah, um, classic. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and and then I was to the Bruce Springsteen version. and I was like, "How did they make that from this? It's garbage." Like, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's garbage.
2: But... Oh, it's
0: just hot garbage. It's <laughs> You're so the bad. Big this is unpopular opinion. I don't love Bruce is one of those guys. I don't love his voice. A lot of the times is I think the reason Bob Dylan's a little bit the same thing with me. It's like, I didn't love the voice. And so sometimes I don't appreciate the songs because of that. And it's a great example of like Bruce Springsteen wrote a great song. And then Jim Mankins was like, you know what I can do is put like a little guitar lick over that. And Zach can give me a beat. Um, no disrespect to what's his name. Uh, E street band drummer, but I just max, Right. Max Weinberg. Yeah. uh, No, no disrespect uh, to him, but yeah, it it would be, um, like I said, this is maybe one of the only bonus tracks ever that I was like, yes, like it's perfect. Thank you very much. Jimmy world. I don't know if they feel as passionately about it, finishing up the record or if this was just like, Oh, that's a fun cover to throw on the iTunes version, but it feels like the end of the record to me now. And I'm, um, Maybe alone in that, but I, this is one of those that I, I cannot. And for a few years, I didn't have your iTunes login and it wasn't at the end of the record. And it really, it really bothered me. It, <laughs> so you, glad. Need like you need it. I need it to, now. Yeah. I need that shot of, of take them as they come. Anyway, I had to play the clip cause I was just like, normally I, I do not do bonus tracks because they rarely need They they normally ruin whatever the taste in my mouth was from uh, the last part of the last track like that makes me feel yeah. like ah yay and then the crappy acoustic version of the single comes on after it, and you're like ah ah i don't know but this does not to me and i love it and i wish uh, uh I, they need to do some more covers like this they've their covers are always killer
2: they did that dude last christmas well you is oh, great
0: yeah. the thing um, that they
2: just did with manchester orchestra you're talking about yes. how this song sounds nothing like the original both of them took took the other songs and completely made them their own like which is really cool Jimmy's version of Manchester Orchestra song sounds like a Jimmy Eat world song and vice versa they they do such a good job
0: yep. yeah yeah check that out they're i think they're releasing it as a like 7-inch a split on yeah. uh, i don't know if they're just selling on the tour or, or what but i feel, by the way other thing every show i've gone to lately you're like hey do you have vinyl they're like we're out i'm like did you guys not <laughs> plan on bringing in a final well, to sell the a shortage shows. of an inability. Yeah. For I know that that is a manufacturing problem, I guess right now, but it is kind of like, man, that sucks. I would have dropped 30 bucks right now on yep. your record, but um not going to on that crappy looking t-shirt. Um, so that is uh track by track. Let's go to lasting impressions. Chris Monier. Do you think it holds up?
1: Most definitely. I really enjoyed this this, this week and last week. Um, it sonically sounds like it was made in the last three years. It could have been fantastic.
0: Sorry, I muted my mic.
2: <laughs> Kyle, what about you? <laughs> dead air. Dead uh, air.
0: <laughs> dead air. I know.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it it holds up, and I think I don't. I don't like. I know we're about to do this, but I don't like picking between. The, the four Jimmy Eat World Records. I don't like picking between them. They're like my children. You know what I mean. They're just I just love them all. I'm not asking um, you to pick it yet. I'm just saying. No it no no no. On. But what what I'm what I'm gonna say is with this one, I hadn't really considered it. But the bookends, the beginning, the start, the begin, opener, and the closer, are p- perfection, dude. Like just I I mean it it's it is a great great record and it still sounds so good and the huge parts still sound huge um, It's it definitely holds up
0: yeah especially as the experiment of doing it at their unit 2 place like it sounds sonically as good as all the other records it totally. doesn't feel like a step down um, and I'm sure that gave them the confidence to go like okay great we've got a space we can make records you know at a reasonable budget especially with jim doing a lot of the engineering and producing and stuff on stuff um yeah it's i think it definitely holds up without a doubt i think it's underrated i, I feel like more people definitely should like this record um which takes us to is it their best album we have the same discussion every time we do a jimmy world uh thing so you could just probably cut and paste in the conversations from the last three records we've done but chris i mean where are you at on that I mean I think you've always said futures is it for you right is that Absolutely. still the case yeah yeah, yeah. there's uh, some magic to the timing
1: of that album too for me so
0: you've got the tattoo that's fair uh, I think you Ooh. are legally obliged to say such a thing Kyle I mean you kind of alluded to that it's hard for you too
2: uh it's hard uh it's hard to pick I think I also always say futures, but you know what just because this is the one I've been listening to sure this time I'll say this one's their best record <laughs> I mean I think- it's just is so good um I don't want to pick between between this and and the and the three previous but man um it's awesome and I love how different it is I love that we get we get dancier happier sounding songs um it's it's freaking awesome, and it's un, it You're totally right. It's underappreciated. I think there are plenty of people that just stopped listening to them for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because they got less radio play. I'm not sure how the singles performed on this, but um,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it. I think it like debuted. Da, 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 it was the band's highest charting album on the release because uh, it debuted five, number five on the Billboard 200 wow. chart, but. Keep in mind, albums were selling less in I was 2007 say. than they were before that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. it sold 62,000 62, copies in its first week. And, um, that the, yeah, number two on alternative albums and Tastemaker albums. Number three on rock albums. Um, Let's well, try to see where it said. is. Yeah. Yeah, highest charting album in the United States. So, that's not nothing, but... um. You know, I know that Bleed American's the one that went platinum. Yep. You know, and I think Futures did too eventually, maybe. I can't remember exactly. But so successful. But yeah, the singles were definitely not as big as, um, you know, Work and Pain were much bigger singles than the ones from this record. So I'm sure that you've got some drop-off there. But I do think that more people need to listen to this one if they aren't. Um. I'm still in the same boat. I can't really, it's very hard for me to pick between those four albums, Clarity, Bleed yeah. American, Futures, and this. I just, I could give you 10 reasons for each one of them to be the best. Yep. You know, I could, I could, I could rattle off like 10 things about Clarity that I'm like, that's why it's the best. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, but Bleed American, I can give you 10 reasons. And then Futures, I can give you a bunch of reasons. To me, their progression as a band is what is impressive that they, they made, Clarity, I mean, and also like the timing of it too. So like, Clarity is a record where they're on a label that doesn't like them. Essentially, they think it might be the only record they get to do, and they just go all in for it. And they go instead of like trying to impress it, they just go, "We're going to make a the record we want to make." Bleed American, they're dropped. They have to make that themselves with you know they're they got a budget for themselves. They make it and then they get to sell it to record labels. So that's like a. When people say, "Oh, they sold out," that's my least favorite Jimmy World critique because it had pop songs on it. I'm like, dude, they yeah. made it themselves. They didn't sell anything. Yep. They they had to work they sold a million jobs, yeah, yeah, eventually. But like, they got to pick the label they want to be on and stuff. And then futures to follow up Bleed American. You know, I'm sure there's pressure there at that point from, from DreamWorks and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like they made the record they wanted to make. And Gil Norton, I mean, I think I was a genius. I think that that break from Trombino I'm sure was uncomfortable. Yeah. They've made three or four records in a row with the same guy. And then they're like, ah, oh, we're going to do one with a new guy. And I'm sure that pressed, I'm sure that challenged them as a band. And then this one, same thing. It's like, we're going to make a record in our own place and we're going to see how this goes. I just feel like they kept making like really good decisions as artists and as, as a band and it shows. And i I think that they've had adversity and kind of gone through it and, and, that's what I like about it and I feel like you hear it on these records and that's why I really just cannot pick that I love this should be the one that isn't on anyone's list, you know, when you when you have those other three records that come before it. Yeah. But I really I mean I'm like I'm like, like, but why why not? I mean I like yeah. it as much, I listen to it as much. If I looked at my play count, I'm sure it's as high as all the other ones. So uh I love it. Uh and then I we always ask is it their most important album? I mean for me I'd say no because it's no. underrated. No. Enough yeah. people don't know yeah. about it. Um, nope. But I think it's important in that sense of them recording it at their own spot, you know, and that becoming now like they're kind of a machine now. They're like, we do a record, we tour on it, and then we take a break and we write another record and we record a record and we tour on it. And they've just been doing that ever since. Kind of like clockwork, except for 2020 screwing stuff up. Um, so excited to get another one from them. Okay. Desert Island songs, two or three of your favorites. Good luck. Um, Chris Yo. Monier. <laughs>
1: yeah it's very hard uh i went always be electable give it up and dizzy (laughs) i listened to big casino 187 times when it was the single that dropped before yep and i mean i love that song but i just every time i hear that opening i'm like man i listened to this song way too many times before this record came out like yeah otherwise
0: yeah
2: kyle what about you two or three There'll be some overlap. It is super hard to pick on this record though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go dizzy. Um, here it goes and always be Mm -hmm. because to me, here it goes and always be are what are special about unique. That's what I should say. Unique about this record. So, uh, I think I'm always be for sure. That's
0: without a doubt on there. Um, And then I just, it's like, it's almost impossible after that. I mean, I I think Here It Goes is probably on the list. And maybe I go Firefight. Oh. I don't know. It's just, it's like impossible. It's just really, I mean, really. He's so good. Firefight, Dizzy, take them as they come. Or like I I said, I just want to group Uh them together. No, oh, wait, 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 this. wait, wait, wait.
1: I don't know. Also I didn't know Take, got, also it, take be... it As
0: It Come was in the mix. I think it can be in the mix. Sure, it's on your bonus version. I count okay. it.
1: Okay, okay. Well, then I need to amend.
0: It's hard for me to pick not that Electable one Electable
1: Give It Up is out. Take okay. It As It Come is in.
0: Okay, hmm. that's fair. I mean, I think taking It As It Come is close to being on mine. If it was, if we, I mean, it's our own rules that I'm following. It's so stupid. But if I'm picking three, oh, it's really hard. I'm, yeah, I think I'll stick with always be... Here it goes, firefight. I don't know. It's it's really hard. Okay. Uh, Nobody's perfect. What's the worst song in this album, Chris? How Is
1: there dare one? you? Is how there one? dare how dare you <laughs> ask that question on a Jimmy World episode? I hereforth hey, that question shall not be asked on the Jimmy World episode unless it's futures, <laughs> where it's obvious to everyone what wow. should be taken
2: off. Unless uh, it's the next record. Well, wait, wait.
1: So, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so there's some asterisks to the role. It's like, uh, you know, uh, Mark McGuire's home run record. Like, it's technically, but
0: yeah, we've got some... I mean, I can't think of anything. I can't think of yeah. 10 seconds on this record I'm getting rid of. I mean, if I, if I if I had to, like, critique something, it would be that... I wish Chase This Light was like the just Jim acoustic thing. Like that that might be it, it. but But that's Only because you heard it. Only because I heard it. And know it. Yeah, exactly. There's, but there's not, that's not fair. I mean, (laughs) it's just not. um, So I don't think I can pick one. Kyle, do you have one? No way. No way. Yeah. And that is what's interesting is though, like there, I can say that about this record, but um, like there's at least... A song. No, I mean not on Bleed American. There is on Futures. I don't because I don't love Night Drive. Clarity. There might like your new aesthetic is my least favorite song in that record. It's still a good record. Like, still good song. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even pick that song on this record. So that says something, in my opinion. That's yep. that's a good thing. Um, okay. Uh, and, uh, grower, not a shower. What's the song you didn't like at first, but now love Kyle. Do you have one of those by any chance?
2: No, no loved it all.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe gotta be somebody's blues. Is it only because, you know, I don't appreciate the cool string jam song as much. It's kind of the same thing on, um, drugs are me on the previous record. It's like, mm-hmm. that's a song that kind of had to grow on me because it didn't have like the vibe that immediately grabbed me. Yeah. Um, but it's not like it was, I thought it was a bad song and now I've got to eat crow. It's just like, it's grown on me. I mean that, that string arrangement gets cooler. Yes. Like, all the time. Like it's, you kind of hear stuff that you didn't hear before. Uh, Chris, what about you? Do you, do you have
1: a hundred percent my answer? Uh, cause I, I appreciate orchestration more now than I did when I was younger. And I immediately noticed this song when I was listening to it this week more than I had ever had before, um, yeah. because of the orchestration. So I had the same answer.
0: Dig it. Um, well, that's it for us. Thanks for joining us after a bit of a hiatus. We're gonna try to get back on on the wagon. Is that a thing that you can say about this? This is not an yeah, addiction. We're getting on for the us, wagon, wagon again. Or is it off the wagon? wagon? I don't know. There's a off Seinfeld the wagon's episode. the bad one, and on the wagon's the good one. Yeah, there is a Seinfeld about this. Um, and we still don't know, even though there's Seinfeld about it. Anyway, thanks Awful for the wagons listening. bad. You want to be on, wagon. Okay, you want to be on, we're going to be on the, on the wagon, the on recording podcasts on a regular basis. Uh, so thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a review on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Uh, we're doing the video version of these on YouTube and Spotify. Now I don't know if you want to see us or not, but you can also just listen to the audio version everywhere else and you can subscribe <laughs> there's chris waving uh subscribe so i'm the new in episodes your just,
1: tv i'm in your yeah, computer i'm sure
0: they're sitting on their couch watching this it's probably not uh, <laughs> i'm in your tv yeah why would you? <laughs> eating popcorn yeah i just like mm. gotta get my snacks um you know subscribe to so the new episode show up automatically and you know send us your comments disagreements suggestions you can email us at info at finding emo you can find us on twitter and instagram at finding emo i think we're on facebook too at finding emo pod that's it uh, those are all the ways you can get a hold of us other than that phone number that Chris rattled off earlier that was fake. You can try yeah, that. Yeah, you can get a hold of him there. See if that works. Uh, other than that, we will catch you next time. <laughs>